It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish Football Periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles, and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Welcome to Monday's episode of the Terry Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Fowler and I'm joined by Duncan Mackay. Hello. And Joel Sked. Look at all those blue lines. Those blue squiggly lines. Oh God, they're quite high. I actually moved to turn these down. I've realised I was complaining quite recently that... Uh, and quite often. <laughs> and quite often that the microphone wasn't working as well as it did when we first got it and I thought it was kind of... I don't know, I'm, I'm really not a sound expert, as you probably know from listening to this podcast. Uh, I just thought um, uh, it's kind of losing its juice, if, if that's possible. You know? <laughs> Running low on vibrations, I, I don't know. Yeah, you can tell. You or can just tell. old. It wasn't old, or just cheap. Yeah, so <laughs> what it was is that I realised now that there was a... Beside the recording bit on the Audacity, just underneath where you like press play and pause and all and all that jazz, uh, there was uh, just this little kind of gauge, and I noticed it was quite far down. I was like, "Oh, what happens when I turn this right up?" And so basically, me screaming in your ears is what happens. Basically, um, Craig Fowler's uh, house is just filled with TVs because uh, he thinks they're all broken, but no, it's just he's got the t- he's got <laughs> he, on just, he just can't work a remote. I do. Um, to be fair, I do have like. Four laptops that are like underneath my telly mm. that are just all kind of in various stages of fuckedness. Yeah. yeah, so you're not actually far off. I don't, I don't think I've not got any tellys other than the one I've got, but uh, yeah. Throw it tellys because I can't find the remote or something. <laughs> well, right. rock and roll lifestyle. So, this is, uh, this is a pretty exciting show. This is the first show of the season after the start of the Ladbrokes Premiership. 
And, uh, you know, as we do on this podcast, we are the podcast who gives 17% to the old firm and, you know, the other 83% to the rest of the teams. Kind of rounded up and rounded down there slightly. Good maths. Thanks. Kind of simple arithmetic, but thank you all the same. We try to be even to all teams. I think a lot of supporters would disagree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Mr. Johnson. Yeah, with this 17%, we also have to, you know, push in the uh, 50% we put as in for Hearts. As refereeing decisions, they all even themselves out over a season. Unless, well. unless, <laughs> unless you're at the vanguard of some sort of conspiracy against clubs. There you go. But, well, let's get to that. Let's get to that right away. Those 16%. Albert, 17%. Aberdeen 1, Rangers 1. Stephen Gerrard. Uh, first of all, let's just let's just concentrate. We'll talk about football. Let's uh, let's yeah. concentrate on the football side of it first. Um, I think it's fair to say that that was very encouraging from a Rangers point of view. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of um, well, I don't follow a lot of Rangers fans, but the ones that do uh, or that seen on the timeline, retweeted on my timeline, Twitter timeline, was very very positive. They were um, there was some very very generous comparisons, but you a can, lot of hubris going on early on. But you can kind of understand why because they've had. Um, Dross for quite a while. Yeah, they've, 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 they've been through the mill. Okay, they were the most their, their mill. Most, their mill is yes, like they're it. the most successful team in Scotland, Britain. The they, they claim the world. Uh, but uh, no, Joe, a new club. Remember, okay. so they, Sorry. they used to be. The, so under the new new club, they've been through. <laughs> they've been through uh, a lot of um, didn't take a lot long of shit. to get into that debate. No, uh, in all seriousness, no. I should debate. Uh, so m- moving on. But then, so there was a sign of life. Yeah, yeah I mean, a sign of, they, they, of, of plan. Yeah, they, they came into it with uh, on the back of decent uh, results in, in Europe. Again, much much improvement on um, on Pedro Casino the last season. It's there was you can see discernible progress, encouragement, improvement, and spe- certainly defensively. But the one thing we're going to also going to talk about the the, um, the sending off. But probably arguably the most encouraging thing I think for Rangers uh, fans should be the way that. The team and Gerard reacted once they went down to ten men. That they still looked a better team. They looked the team more likely to score. They had a. They just fell in. It was like almost they planned it. You know how uh, I think they Levine, Levine talked about. Oh, like practice with uh, playing with ten men. It looked it looked as if they had practiced playing with ten man ten men, and it looked as if uh, Gerard kind of practiced it right. Morelos is going to be the one that gets sent off. Uh, so we're not going to play with a striker. But the way they adapted to have Jack and Koulibaly sitting in front and then Windass, Murphy and uh, Arfield is a more kind of attacking one. I think it just worked really well and it was, uh, despite the, the end scoreline, a very positive uh, a very positive afternoon for Rangers. Yeah, I think it's one of those... Like, it's, it's televised game and things like that and, and the results are slightly disappointing, but it's at this stage, it kind of is the performance that matters more than anything else. Although they'll not, there'll be some mm-hmm. football fans that don't like like hearing that. But I think that's what the, that's what you have to take forward is, yeah, that, yeah, you know, is that you achieved that. You were minutes away from a, a pretty convincing victory. If you know, if I had Aberdeen not scored, it would have been considered quite convincing. And with ten men, but then things happened. 
Can I offer uh, an alternative viewpoint which isn't quite as encouraging? Because I think uh, there's a lot of reasons... Celtic-minded fowler. Aberdeen were really bad. There's that. Uh, There's also the fact as well that they didn't kill the game when they did kind of have a chance. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. They're they're playing against... They're playing with ten men. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be difficult for the entire game and, and to perform in the manner it did was very encouraging. However... There was still a lot of opportunities. I think the midfield looks a lot better. Uh, Cooley Bali and Jack both played very well. If yeah, I thought I thought Jack was absolutely tremendous. Yeah, we all know the kind of potential Jack has in last season. He had his moments last year, but he was kind of held back by the fact that the system didn't quite work as well because him and Dorans were often a little bit isolated in that midfield four. And he kept getting sent off. He kept getting sent <laughs> off, and he ended up then getting an injury uh, towards the end of the year, which kept him out for basically the rest of the season. I think so. He could kick on, especially under you know learning underneath Steven Gerrard. Uh, the defence looks a hell of a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the only the shot and goal that Rangers had came in the ninety third minute, mm-hmm. uh, and unfortunately for Rangers, it went in because Conor Gilson uh, so done very very well to get out of the way of it. Yeah, it was so I think I think what he's trying to do, he thinks if he gets in on this, it's no. I think oh. what he thinks is that he's going to the other side. Uh, so he's kind yeah. of sticking his back leg out to stop it, it yeah. to stop it that way. Whereas you're probably better not guessing. You're probably just better standing still because then you're, at the very least you're not getting out of the way of it. it, was, it I think when you see it in replay, it's a very preventable goal. But imagine if you're in real time when you're at the game, you'd have absolutely loved it. But you can see it on the replay. There are so many things that, that Anderson gets lucky with, if you don't mean for that to go in. But the one thing I thought wasn't really improved about Rangers was an attack. They were still they were a bit more maybe dangerous than they've been in other games. But you've seen them so many times throughout the the reigns of Warburton, Murray, Kishinya, where they have a lot of opportunities in the final third, and they don't they don't make that killer chance, uh, killer pass to create a great chance. Mm-hmm. They don't take the good chances that they do get, and that's still the thing about the Rangers team that I'm still not sure about. I still look at the attack and think. That's not that different from last season, and I, we, and I, and we, I don't I don't see some of these new guys Kent Ajaria uh, really kind of improving it that much to where they properly challenge Celtic for a title. But you asked me to give a prediction right now. I say Rangers finish second fairly comfortably over the rest, but Celtic are fairly comfortable title winners. Well, one thing we'll say is that Gerard, as soon as he came in, he wanted to improve the defence. He's he's talked about it a lot, so uh, I think it's a case that he's he's strengthened defensively. And he has made them more robust, combative, more harder to beat. The Mitchell, <clears throat> the Jack, and Kula Bally, Arthur as well, because he's you can see he's played under Dice, so he's very reliable and kind of um, runs. tenacious. Yeah, he runs and tenacious as well. That they won't be out out, out for. Um, in, in midfield and yeah the, the commitment in the heart won't be questioned protect, protect the defence a lot better Katic and Goldson well Goldson up until the, the goal I thought they were absolutely superb Katic um, just loves to defend Flanagan as well uh, impressed in terms of both attacking and, and defensively uh, defending the back post but yeah I think they still you look at Windass he's so like he's kind of he almost epitomises Rangers in attack Morelos as well uh, that it can be so so inconsistent like so deadly one moment so unplayable and then just so completely frustrating he comes alive in the kind of the final third at times and in games and so that's why we've seen him score hat tricks against Aki score at Easter Road um, score against Celtic, Celtic at yeah. Ibrox but there aside are a lot that, yeah. <laughs> aside from that when, when the game you know goes away from the final third of where Rangers are attacking 
kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. And this was—he's he's not one that would use like the old football parlance that you'd want in the trenches. No, he's certainly not. He kind of, he, I saw this criticism of a few Rangers uh, fans towards him is that, that yes, that he he plays for himself. He doesn't play for Rangers. And I think that you can kind of see that a little bit in terms of where, where he where he ends up positioning himself a lot of time as well is very much close to the centre of the goal yeah once Rangers it's actually a kind of maybe this is maybe that's why I'm being harsh on Rangers because not only were they down to 10 men they had wind us in a game like that where you, you have to do a lot of kind of battling and stuff and he kind of disappeared from the match apart from like on occasional counter-attacks where very often he would pick the wrong pass yeah he's not your guy if you're needing a lot of running done no Anything to say on Aberdeen before we move on? Yes, I've got I've got stuff to say on Aberdeen. What an absolute shambles! <laughs> it's, you go, to, I mean, over the two legs, they were fantastic against Burnley, but that's it was a perfect situation for Aberdeen because it was, they, a, it was a free have, hit. It was a free they, hit. They, yeah, wasn't and it? They, they, did, they didn't have to play football. <laughs> Burnley had to play the football, and mm-hmm. they could they could be reactive to it. You saw as soon as they went down to they got battered for the first 10, 12 minutes when Tom Morales got sent off, and then you think right, you've really looked. Poor. And they continue to be really poor afterwards, and I think uh, a braver uh, um, McInnes does like to change it up, but a more proactive, braver manager in that sense would have made a change and maybe brought Stevie May on, for example, mm-hmm. or um, I try and push out, like I try Chris Anderson <laughs> on, earlier, yeah. just because they were yeah two uh, two fullbacks who. Um, well, don't don't I actually couldn't believe he's played them there again after that game. But the thing is, well, it's, it's okay, right? Fair enough, play four centre backs, you're going to defend. But once, but it, once, once you, it changes, once, once yeah. it changes, then you have to set the, the, the agenda for the game or uh, be the protagonist. They're they're useless in the, the, the final. They're, they're useless in the final third, so it affects the build up play, and it just means Aberdeen really slow and just are just direct, uh, and it goes back to um, McInnes's recruitment and his inability to look at the foreign market. Just look at it. Have a dabble. Have a dabble. <laughs> he, he doubled and he, he doubled. He doubled. He doubled in Josh Parker, and I think he's been burned for that ever since. But you, just, you, you, you've, you've got to you've got to go through some shit to find a gem. <laughs> As the old instead, saying goes Instead you just play Sam Cosgrove He's awkward We'll give him that That's, uh, yeah. I don't know how many times We're going to say that About him this season Well he still only got One career goal <laughs> Right Let's move on Are we not going to talk About the red card And Gerard? His comments We've kind of already Talking quite a lot About this game Quickly It's not a red card It's not a red card no, uh, it's yeah, not a red card because violent conduct has to be excessive force or brutality. Excessive force. Michael Stewart and Stephen Thompson both said it was excessive force on sports scene. I'm like, how? How? If you're actually kicking, you're a, fl- if you're flicking a kick, if you're kicking is, out at somebody and the guy barely even flinches. Yeah. I know Scott McKenna's a big guy. But I think there's a difference. No, like, it's, I not, think, it's not I like Beckham's petulant kick against um, Simeone. If you know what I mean, like where you like you need contact, you need proper contact and stuff like that. I, like, that's, like, I don't. Th- I think it was a kick out rather than an actual kick. Yeah, there's that as well. It's certainly not brutality. No, uh, so yeah, that that was a red card, and the it's a penalty as well. The penalty, yeah, it's still more penalty, but I don't think it was a red card. Craig, Anders- Craig Anderson said that because Koulibaly was the one that was going to get there first. Mm-hmm. If, if Donball doesn't do that, the, the linesman has put his flag up because yeah. Koulibaly's offside and he's going towards the ball. Well, he might not because he might not see it. But. I had to look at the lines when he, he was kind of shit. Oh, is yeah. I'm sure he was. And that's maybe uh, why, that is maybe why Clancy didn't send him off. Because mm. everybody else is like, if that's a penalty, surely he's off. Yeah. But at least yeah. should have been a booking. 
Um, I, don't, I, didn't think, I didn't think it was a red card in there because there was there was still quite a distance to the ball. It wasn't mm. like he was right. He was pulling back. He was about to take the shot. So I've, I was fairly relaxed about that. Gerard's post game comments uh, said that uh, rattled. Rattles, he is a rattled. They <laughs> uh, said that uh, we out. What was it he said? We outclassed were, them, was it not? Was it not? It wasn't outclassed. What was it? We were a class of boss. That was it. Can, can, can debate that. I know. Um, again, to go back to what we've seen, Stuart and Thompson said, like, well, the last four years Aberdeen have finished above them, so how could they be a class That's above? Not, it's like, he wasn't talking about it. I didn't say, Ran- a, he didn't I, say Rangers are a class above Aberdeen. Really? He said, we were above a class above Aberdeen today, which they were. There's nothing wrong with that. I think what you you've should, done there probably is, 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 try, is try to look at accuracy and things like that, and people are not really interested in that. Yeah, he probably shouldn't say it because it is a bit of a dig, and it's something that managers don't tend to do, especially when it's their first league but game. But should do it more, because well, that's, uh, yeah. that's what yeah, we're yeah. here. Yeah, we do. I, I, I thoroughly welcome that. Uh, and also uh, the fact that he says that Rangers have been on the receiving end of wrongful refereeing decisions for the past few seasons. First oh. of all, I actually severely doubt you were watching Scottish football over these past few seasons, Stevie. Um, <laughs> That just strikes me as that that's a, a thought that runs through the club yeah. at the moment. Aye. It is, aye. But, it's alright though. I've got a maybe, maybe, maybe there's a, a Rangers going to Paul Larkin that's making these films and he just... <laughs> but instead of showing it to no, the public, he, 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 he just slips the DVD into the new managers. <laughs> it's like, it's you know that, that alleged thing that when new presents are, are taken into a, a smoke-filled room and shown like, uh, all the conspiracies from Area 51 and all that. That's the, the Rangers are calling. So let's, uh, let's move away from a team that we don't think is going to win the title to a team that definitely is. Hamilton right. won Hearts 4 <laughs> The Gorgimotis The famous The Jaitis The Jamborinos So after The first 15-20 minutes Were fucking dreadful Oh Hamilton were so much better It was It was, it was Hearts of old Away from home Times Five shitness It was bad But then it got better It got better Yeah it's like Maybe it, uh, it took a while get, Just get used to that FIFA 98 pitch That this big lead that it's, it's not it's not they've not got black pellets no all, but just green. look the, on the <laughs> on the on the TV though I was like it just looks like a new stadium like it looks like the camera's further back or whatever like it makes it, the pitch look a lot bigger it was it was very it was um, it was very green oh no, no it got apps um, it was it was getting soaked that the sprinklers on it got soaked by the sprinkler because I was sitting down in the gazebo uh, Hamilton started really well um how do you pronounce his first name? Mikel? Michael? Mike, Michael Miller? Michael. Michael Miller. Um, he looked really lively. He was the one player throughout who looked the most dangerous. I think mm. uh, both Craig and I have written about him uh, in terms of the one to watch for Hamilton. And he, he certainly uh, stood it up to adva- that. Uh, took advantage of Aaron Hughes. Hughes. Yeah, that's... every inch the seven, eight-year-old that he is. He is uh, by far the weak link there. <laughs> <laughs> I got Bobby. I'll get, get this back to you. <laughs> Just get my foot in here. Oh no, what's happened there? <laughs> it's the way he fell. It was just, uh, it was like. Craig um... Fowler's come back in the room. <laughs> <laughs> also, this um, Northern Irishman is apparently for fucking Paisley. <laughs> it was like uh, watching uh, an old person hit a bit of um, black ice. <laughs> the, way, the way it went down It was certainly not Northern Ireland's Aaron Hughes uh, playing. Uh, but he's, he's playing, he's playing as a kind of right back. And he is the the, the right hand side of Hearts is a weak link with uh, Hughes and Callum Morrison, who um, you need to get him a set of uh, perma grips. Fourteen ninety nine. 
Sorry. Continue. And um, um, so was that. Well, I was trying to remember the name of the bloody shop, and I was like, oh fuck, it, I can't remember. So I'll just go with the name of the. I remember the name of the shoe. I can. All I can think of is uh, had a news winner, t- um, a flat cat now, <laughs> drinking in the closet. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Morrison, he's um, he's young, he's very raw, he's uh, he's direct and he can go up and down in the line, but he just puts his head down and he's getting coached through the whole game, or certainly the first half, by, by Levine. So that's that must de- be nice for him. <laughs> that was definite, definite weak side for Hearts. But slowly came into the first half and then second half uh, well, it was blew. only three minutes away. after the... After you went one nil, then you got the goal back. Yeah, we could add uh, went close even before then. Better mm-hmm. had one saved by great save by Woods. Uh, Hart's going to be a, a real threat from set pieces with Better and Herring. He came, yeah. he's, it's weird. It's just one of those where he, the ball just seems to drop for Herring because mm-hmm. he had the chance before. Yeah, uh, yeah, when he scored, it was uh, it was just after he was it saved. And it was blocked by Uchi. But it was like, I oh, know, was, like, was blocked yeah. by Uchi. Goes out the side of the box, ball goes back in. Again, it's hitting. But I'm, I was just. So I got a magnet on his head. He was, despite us winning 4 4 1, obviously scored two goals, but more than that, he was he was superb. I was unsure of him as a central fielder. Just, it just struck me as Levine. It's like, right, we'll just get the big laddie into the centre midfield and he would just clean up. But because against County Beef, when we had the ball, he was, he would, it was like you just got uh, letting loose. And uh, midfield for the first time, thought, right, I'm just gonna just gonna play. So maybe an idea, I don't know if Levine's uh, I don't know if Levine's gonna be tactically savvy enough to do this, but maybe an idea to kinda of keep him for games against the tougher teams at home and any away game and maybe teams at home who are gonna sit in against Hearts because of the kind of perceived underdog to take him out and bring in somebody who's a bit more of a footballer. Yeah, definitely, because like against against County Beef he was he kept trying to switch play, but it, it didn't work because he kept on hitting the ball outside the pitch, which is, is not useful. Uh, so yeah, I think that's that's definitely definitely a good tactic. But he's combative. He gets he wins loads of loose balls. Wins wins aerial duels as well. Stephen, a lot of things we mentioned. Stephen McLean and Uchi and Naismith. What, Naismith, what, looked like, Naismith to me looked like he's going to be your MVP this year. Like he just looks up for it. I know that doesn't work the well on audio, but I'm just doing the mind blown thing. This Naismith celebration. One of the worst celebrations in the world. Especially when he does it like when he scored a penalty against Cowden Beath. <laughs> mind blown. Is it really? <laughs> I was speaking. To, uh, I was speaking to Craig on the phone yesterday uh, when you phoned me for the ratings and looking back, watching back at the Hearts highlights. I thought I've done done him uh, injustice. Injustice. Who, the, the, yeah, the rating I gave him. Suter as well, I noticed watching the highlights. He only gave Suter a seven. He made a goal saving block and played an incredible pass without saving yeah, his foot. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, <laughs> just me pessim- being pessimistic. I need to, <laughs> need to embrace the positive. You should have seen the frustrating before I talked him up with something. We had basically everybody in the team on sixes. <laughs> Like, Joe, remember the one four one away from home? <laughs> yeah, so I did. Uh, I completely forgot about Suter's uh, Suter's challenge. Fantastic, uh, but yeah, uh, Naismith, McLean have got a good relationship, and Uchi is just an absolute hassle. Uh, so you just get rid of it, Lafferty then. Just I'm st- 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 stick in my car for free. I mean, he's uh, Hearts are a better team of film. He is a but despite but, his goals, he is a very he's a very selfish player on the park and. His decision making isn't great, and often his touch can let him down. He doesn't. He shows up for a lot of well, bigger games. <laughs> shows up for a lot of bigger games. Yeah. He's great in games against Celtic and Hibs. He just he tries his hardest to to have a physical battle with the mm. defenders, and he does do well. In a lot of other matches, he doesn't look like his heart's properly in it. Just, ah, like yeah, yeah. just great finisher. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll just say, watch uh, Stephen McLean's goal and watch Uchi in the build up. Kyle Lafferty's not going to do that. 
No, he would shoot. <laughs> right, let's next go to... Okay, we've bigged up Hearts. Let's go to Hibs. Despite the fact that Hibs, you know, still got the whole John McGinn thing right, hanging over the club, still kind of in flux with looking to bring in new players, not quite set, didn't play Cam Berry. Didn't play McLaren. McLaren didn't start. We started and, with Ollie Shaw and Martin Boyle up front. Yep. And I and, you, the and yet you wiped the floor with Motherwell. Yeah. Despite despite uh, what uh, Stephen Robinson and some pundits may have said. <laughs> Who were the pundits that said? Yeah, but wasn't uh, Stephen Thompson? Weren't you saying about Stephen Thompson saying it could have finished three three? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's not how football works. It was just kind of throwaway comment he said yeah. then because like, the chances yeah, the Motherwell had, and he was like, I mean, the highlights, like, the highlights. Stephen, it's like as soon as Motherwell get one, Hibs are going to be like, okay, we need to kind of switch well, back on shoot. again. And, <laughs> shoot. I know, I know. Yeah, maybe yeah. not because no. Hibs recently, but. Had that happened, Hibbs would have then kind of gone, okay, let's, let's, kind of, that would have woken them up yeah. and they would have maybe retreated yeah, a bit. Yeah. Lennon might have made a defensive yeah. substitution. You can't just say, because Hibbs, okay. by that point, three and a half at home, but basically like that. The he's, highlights he's did a massive disservice to Hibbs, I thought. Uh, yeah, I, I looked, uh, with the exception of the game I was at, the only match I've watched, uh, I saw bits of the Rangers game, mm. but I was working at the time, and I also watched uh, Jordan Jones' uh, yeah. events, so <laughs> I could put together that gif for the. For the Twitter, um, the only other bit, the only other football I've watched in terms of an actual match was the first thirty minutes of the Hibs game. So I wanted to see if Stephen Robinson was right where he said there was nothing between the sides until that free kick, and he's wrong. <laughs> Hibs were the better team. No, it's uh, it's pretty good considering considering the the travel involved on Thursday. Uh, oh yeah, there's that as well. Uh, yeah, there's Thursday night. I mean, I think. Well, well, going to be interesting this season in terms of how. To be fair, they're still in a bit of flux as well. Yeah, so, yeah, there's I mean, a yeah, few players out injured. Yeah. They've just lost Kipri, so they're lacking a bit of um, pace in the defence. And I and think Motherwell's Robinson said as well. He only had three defenders. Technically, sorry, he only had two foot defenders. So I think that was maybe why they went to the four four two diamond. But he actually has three because he got Ka- um, not Kevin McHugh as well. Who mm. can play at centre half? He could have, and he could have played Tate as a if they went to a back three. Potentially oh, Tate as a right sided side centre back. Yeah. Uh, when I saw that Motherwell team, I thought Glasgow Warriors had more football in them <laughs> than uh, than the Motherwell. Grimshaw, Rose, Mikus, all right, but he's more in there for his battle. He's a, a very good defensive player. Yeah. Uh, shocking challenge on I think it was Boyle uh, or, or Malin potentially but he got a book in uh, Cadden is not a number 10 absolutely no chance is he, is he a number 10 the the way that Hibs played they just with the full backs made the pitch as wide as possible Taylor Sinclair and Tate were uh, pressed right back yeah. it was uh, and then Porteous I know your man uh, Poro bossed uh, Main and Salmon yeah they really weren't in the game at all no. Main uh, well from what I saw anyway I only watched the first 30 but they went in it. Oh, another thing I was watching when I watched the first day it was Ollie Shaw, uh, who really impressed up front. He's. I can't work out if he's a player or not. I think, I as, think as, he as, is. Like I think that he's. Oh, he needs to bulk up a bit if he wants yeah. to have it. But, but I think he, when he has time to think about things, I'm not convinced. But if you give him a half second, his, his, his finishing is great. What most impressed me about him is that I thought in the physical battles he had from the time that I saw against the Motherwell defenders. He won the majority yeah. of them, and considering the size of them, and the multiple defenders are kind of notorious smart. for being yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. He is quite smart how he how he uses his body. So. The movements he makes is, is brilliant as well, and just in this team, if he was maybe on a a, a poorer hip site, that he mm-hmm. would maybe struggle, and we could maybe see what happens if McGinn goes. Uh, they don't adequately replace him. Maybe somebody else gets injured, whatever, and yeah. then and 
but then he wouldn't have to play. So this is kind of a stupid point, but just to kind of concentrate on him, yeah. um, he would maybe struggle on a team like that because he would maybe feel the need to do more. But yeah. when he gets the ball, he just keeps it and plays it to somebody else and then makes a run around about the final third. His movement is great. Mm-hmm. For yeah. a 21-year-old striker, He's. I've, I think I've said this in the show before, he's, he's got the thing that you can't really teach a player. Yeah. The rest of his game can kind of improve. He's not... He's, he's, he's a bit one-paced he doesn't really have a bit of acceleration so that, that's the side of him he's going to lack but he can yeah. get bigger he can learn how to hold up ball up more he can learn how to and he's, and he's now playing around strikers that he can learn stuff off I don't yeah. think, I don't think uh, Anthony Stokes is necessarily the sort of guy that he can learn how to do some quality prankies <laughs> he's, he's very much a striker that has to play in a two yeah uh, and does it as I mean, well, and even then it has to be someone that's a bit different from because I was yeah. saying because like, well, there was the parts of the um, game against uh, no, no, was it Norvik? No, Ranovic. Ranovic, where it was him and Simon Murray up front, and uh, oh my god. I thought um, <clears throat> Martin Boyle, um, I'm always of the impression that he is best when he's got a lot of the play in front of him, mm-hmm. so he wing back so he can build up yeah, that yeah. pace and uh, charge of the ball. But he was really good as a striker. Uh, that, the his, goal, the goal was just. just, just he just uh, makes defenders shy of himself. Yeah, that's good. Okay, next, moving on. We may as well do the last of the teams that... The big cares. Uh, the, aye, the, the, big, the big teams. The big teams. <laughs> oh. I don't know who we're uh, offended there. Probably everyone. Yeah, They're probably done. everyone. Hamilton fans get into it. How dare you? Dundee United fans? They can't be offended. They're too offended by their own manager yeah. right now to be offended at anybody else. Right, let's uh, go to Celtic Park. Celtic 3, Livingston 1. Run of the mill. No. Run of the mill. Yeah, run of the mill. I, I do feel, I, I do feel uh, for, for for Celtic in terms of this podcast when they've got a home game and they win like three ones. Yeah, we're just like. Oh, so sorry, guys. Like, you're a lot better than him. I don't really know what to say. Okay, well, it looked pretty pedestrian. I've, I've got stuff to say then. Uh, Tom Rogic was brilliant, and it's good to see him after I think last season, maybe even maybe even just every time he's been at Celtic, that he certainly last year didn't go off to the best of starts. He was. This was before even I think he ran into his injury problems. He was just kind of struggling to get a place in the team with Cham coming in, and mm-hmm. he still had Armstrong and, and McGregor and Sinclair were still playing every week on the left. And you know Johnny Hayes was getting game time as well, so he was kind of getting pushed out a little bit. But this season he's, he's come back in first league game of the season, best player in the park, followed up just not far behind them by Olivier and Cham, who has made a great start in my prediction for him to be the player of the season. Rogic definitely could be, but we all know he's going to get injured at some point and miss about half the campaign. So enjoy him while he can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he, he was he, he just typical Tom Rogic things like you know get the controlling ball, balls yeah. and c- killing them uh, in one touch. Uh, that's you there's, never expect of for somebody who's about six foot three and built like a tank. There was one specific clip where um, he got the ball and <clears throat> I think there was about. Literally, there was five Livingston players around him, and they're all trying to tackle him. And he just kind of evades them all with his uh, with, with his feet, and then he gets fouled. But they're still trying to ta- tackle him, and he's still keeping the ball. And he comes comes away out out of just like it's like he vanishes and like just uh, <laughs> a dust of Livingston players and just comes away with the ball. It's like he's Ant Man. Yes, but a really obvious big lanky bastard. <laughs> <on Ant-Man. laughs> No, but then he shrinks down to get yeah. away for the challenge. He is, he's a fr- he's a frightening talent. It's great to see Johnny Hayes back, and I'm, I'm glad he was played uh, played where, as a left yeah, kind of left. Was it left wing back? 
Yes, the left wing back, and he set up the first goal for Rogic header. I was so easy as well, like, but it just it wasn't. It was just so. I mean, well I mean, Rogic, uh, uh, the player that was following Rogic in was Scott Robinson, five foot three, Scott Robinson, something like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's. I've, I've been pushing. I've, I've, I've said that he should be uh, kept as Tunis backup. They don't need to sign another mm. uh, life back. Uh, just because I think he's he's shown at Aberdeen he's got those those qualities to play. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not what you would have thought when they signed Johnny Hayes, but instead of going out and paying for somebody who's going to be a backup anyway, yeah, yeah. you may as well just use yeah, the guy fine. you've got. D- domestically, he's absolutely fine because yeah. he always because he's always going to be on the front foot. Yeah, that's, that's true as well. We don't really know much about. Yeah, I don't think there's anything we can. Lancer, like, from this game. Yeah, no, no. Like, no these, are, these are not. These are the games that are not going to tell us what Liverpool are all they, about. They played. Um, they stuck with their their three three at the back. Uh, Saunders came in for uh, who was the uh, Lifko was was wasn't involved. So Saunders came in, and he was lucky not to concede concede apparently on Edward. The new boy Kadja, uh, he played left wing back and. Uh, Levy fans were raving about him said that he's, he's, he's got a lot of promise they were impressed with him in one of the games in the Betfred Cup as well I think it was Berwick Rangers just got to throw that out of there Berwick Rangers or Breakin somebody with a B they were, in the, they were in the group with Berwick Rangers yeah were they there you go it was, it was there. yeah they were impressed with him somebody, somebody who kind of Celtic are in a different proposition than Berwick Rangers here's my analysis well no, 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 that's, no speed that's why you tune in folks <laughs> Uh, who was up for, it was uh, Miller, and Miller 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 uh, first fall 32 seconds he, uh, he lunged in at Rogic <laughs> 40 minute boot far lunge at Lustig <laughs> but, uh, he l- listened to him he was and reading Levy fans comments they um, they were competitive they could have taken a hiding yeah uh, I think they were relatively pleased with what what they, what they saw who have they got this weekend do we know? Kilmarnock. Hmm. Mm. That's interesting. Uh, one final thing to say, to say about Celtic, I think the fans were quite pleased because in a lot of home games last season they were very pedestrian and just kind of done enough to win to win matches yeah. and, and didn't really turn it on. Whereas from this one they went at Livingston right from the off. They kind of have to at the moment just because of the, the qualification cycle as well. The, the Players are wanting to are wanting to put themselves in contention. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they'll be given the chance because there's not that many players. Yeah, that's play a good point. So we can maybe see they'll play 180 twice a week. We can maybe see how they are. You know, later in the season of their you know 15, 20 points ahead again and just like playing home games. In, in February, just... yeah. Like, but yeah. in terms of later on in the uh, like when they've got on the back of a Champions League tie in the group stages, yeah. fans have to realise like if. if if they play a home game on the back of that, or for example, if they play a home game before the Tuesday Champions League game and they're a bit pedestrian about winning, you have to. Yeah, but I think I, I think last season the supporters were more a bit pissed off that they just continued to be like that yeah, even yeah, when yeah, there yeah, was yeah. no yeah. European game. I mean, the the pumped. I think it was Ross County four 0 and they looked quite impressive. And I think it was like one of the only times last year at home, well, obviously yeah. the exception of the Rangers game and yeah. against mm-hmm. some of the better teams, that they actually looked like they were you know turning Wanted, it fully yeah, up. Yeah. They, were, they were going into fifth gear, yeah. whereas the rest of the time they were barely out of second. Every time Hearts go to the Celtic Park, they, they find a six. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's uh, move on. Got two games left to cover. Let's start with the game that let's I was do the at. funny one. Let's do the funny one. Yeah, let's, let's do a funny. Let's do a Jack Hamilton. Uh, let's go to St Mirren to Dundee one. What was can, what was the reason why this game kicked off early? Was there? Uh, I think it was the flag. They unfurled the flag. The same happened at 
Was it? Aye, it was Arbroath as well, apparently. Because Montrose... But does that mean the game kicked off at 2.55? Yeah. Why? Uh, the flag's not... It was, sorry, it was air that also happened at... Ah. It'd be more likely to so just kick off five minutes late. No, so I think well, what would happen is they would have done like, oh, we're doing the flag thing, we're doing fireworks, let's get the players out early ah. and let's do this, and then they do it and it's like, oh, that actually didn't take as long as we thought it would. Oh, okay. so they, 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 didn't do what, they didn't do it what they did at air and... <laughs> fuck up the flag so they needed to take a while to get it ready. no apparently that kicked off early as well yeah that's quite an achievement because the th- included in the highlights footage is them messing about with the flag it's quite good ok I'd need to send that so we can stick yeah. it on the list yeah. Yeah. Uh, but apparently that there was uh, even even more than the uh, fact that they kicked off five minutes early there was, there was, there was still loads of people still trying to get through the turnstile after uh, yeah, they, had, they, yeah. Oh, yeah. they released a club statement yeah. I was um, I was quite happy with the game kicking off early because of course we finished early yeah. brilliant uh, but I can imagine if you were outside the crowd that you're one of these guys who I am like this when I'm a fan like to get their right, right on, on kick off, off yep. yeah. <laughs> they, they hanging about and they listen to those pishney watching mascots fanny about and trying <laughs> to be humorous just get the football on so yeah, yeah by f- listen to uh Watching highlights. Can I just talk? Yeah, but that, that, no, no. that's what I'm going to ask you a question. All right, so I think we're just going to be like, by watching highlights, yeah. well, this is why. No, no, no. Uh, I was there. It just seemed to be a really open and fun game. Yes, it was. It was uh, very much back and forward, uh, especially the, it was like the opening 12 minutes Dundee had. Dundee had two chances before the goal. Submarin had a couple of decent balls in the box and both teams scored. So that was just, that just set the marker down and then. It continued like that for a lot of the game. St Mirren didn't create as many good chances as Dundee did. Dundee should have won the match, really. Um, I it's think I think there was actually a lot of positives to take for both teams. St Mirren started the game with Danny Mullen and Ross Stewart up front. Now, Mullen's made a great start, so he mm. might show himself to have a top-flight pedigree, but he wasn't... I mean, in the Championship, he wasn't considered one of the best strikers. Yeah. And, and he got... Kind of lucky in the first goal. I mean, Cocker was the uh, Cocker was Cocker. No, it's a good. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, no, no, I gave it, I thought, that's a bit curmudgeon. He, he makes a great run uh, and flashes a good header. So he obviously gets a bit lucky at the second goal. I think, but. I think it's hard with Cocker because defenders take up certain positions when the ball's out wide. So, like, there's for example the edge of the six yard box, and, and Mullins kind of just held his run and made sure he's got space. Hmm. Uh, like I said I think it's uh, potentially a bit harsh on Luke Cocker another striker Ross, just asking questions another striker Ross Stewart who barely played for St Man last year uh, in the championship yeah. and was on loan at League One Alloa where he did impress but that's, you know, that's two steps down and out of the two I thought Mullen Mullen played well uh, Alan Stubbs was really ringing his praises after the game thought he was man of the match instead of Craig Sampson um, uh, but Stewart didn't look, he looked very raw Put it that way. But you are a big fan of Cammy Smith. I'm a big fan of Cammy Smith, especially in the first half. I thought he was excellent. He was involved in just about everything Simon did, and unlucky not to get a couple of goals himself. Maybe faded a little bit after the break, but continues to run. He not only works incredibly hard at the number ten spot, he's also got a good bit of quality as well. I could see him being a big player for them this season. The midfield in general, I thought looked pretty good. Smith, uh, McGinnis, and Willock kind of both provide energy mm-hmm. and kind of a threat from deep and at the base of the midfield was Stephen McGinn I wasn't quite as impressed with Stephen McGinn but we know he's got the quality so he could probably be a, a good player as well to be fair to Dundee I thought they they looked pretty decent as well they but showed I, that last season yeah but 
I think they've looked even better because their midfield now looks a little bit more suited to playing what McCann wants to do. Mm-hmm. They've got more footballers in there, and that's without going Kamara. I was, I was impressed with uh, Ingatala and... Um, Madianga. Madianga in the second half against Dunfermline, especially Ingatala. Uh, how do you pronounce it again? Ingatala. Uh, Ingatala. Uh, just the way he carried the ball, he's, he's, he likes to do skills, and like, as you see, he shot, hit, hit, hit the bar against Dundee, uh, Dunfermline, sorry, with an absolute raker. But am I right in saying that Mendy and Musa uh, are still not the answer to uh, <laughs> well, uh, Dundee's finishing uh, It's <laughs> early days, and they, do, they don't look a bad strike partnership. Mendy's more lively in terms of kind of running channels, uh, looking to run in behind, it's got a bit of pace about him. Uh, Musa, obviously, we know he can be a handful. I don't think he played necessarily that well against St Mirren. But no. Mendy, if you ignore the fact that he missed about four great chances, <laughs> he actually played all right. Um, still a wee bit of defensive weakness. I actually think if they can maybe find signed another striker who's a bit of a goal scorer, another kind of option, and Mendy can continue to get himself in those positions and maybe not be quite as bad as Musa, so he gets... 10 goals, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. I think Dundee could be knocking on the door for the top six. Although, as we'll get to shortly, it almost looks already like the top six is set. <laughs> I think Mendy, uh, I think he can play wide, wider as well. But the issue with... Uh, but again, Dundee, similar to uh, Aberdeen, they've got full-back issues. Jesse Curran's not a right-back. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's played there... He's like a good wing-back. He's, uh, he's played there at times in the, the Betfred Cup and performed a little bit better than Kerr has. So it's... Uh, Kind of funny one. McCann does seem to like him because he keeps bringing him back, even though he brings him back and he has a couple of good games and he has like a couple of stinkers and they see him again, but then he gets brought back. Because against Northumberland, he was brought on as uh, when uh, Nathaniel Ralph got taken off. They moved Kerr Mm -hmm. across, brought in Curran, and there was times where the firmware attacked. Like, where's Curran? He's still. Still in the final third. (laughs) Where we saw Kasunga or Colker when he came on, uh, was playing as de facto right back. But Jack Hammer. It's a shocker. I, I feel for him. I, uh, I've, I've, I've been critical of him, but I feel for him. Had had he just taken a bad touch, I would say, yeah, I'd feel for him a bit more. You panic. It's the so, fact that he tries to take on Ryan Flint. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that in terms of. I just, just, just feel sorry for him because of the, uh, just, was, just his helpless, helplessness after it. Okay, uh, right. Jackie boy. Yeah, it was a bit, a bit of a shocker from Hamilton. To, to say the least. Uh, final one to Mern. If they, if they get a decent sh- striker, I know it's going to be hard to get a decent striker when you've just come up to the league, but you know anybody who's decent, lower half of the table, 10, 50 goals potential, they get that, tighten up the defence a little bit, they could even look at 10th place, maybe even higher if somebody else has a shocking team. I think, hmm. I think that that's uh, end, of the, end of the table where if, if you manage to get like a, a Liam Boyce or a Liam Boyce Caesar out of right. someone, you can maybe jump into the top, the top six yes yeah but standing there at the gates of the top six knocking them back it's probably hearts but, but ahead of them <laughs> <laughs> Steve Clark Kamarnock uh, who defeated St Johnson 2-0 a completely nondescript first half and then Kamarnock having realised that St Johnson had absolutely fuck all about them and really seemed to show no intention of actually winning a game uh, just turned it on yeah aided by Xander Clark Having a bit of a howler. First goal was a mistake. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, first half was, like you said, very uneventful. St. Johnson, though. 5 4 1. 
Yeah, oh, it was. I it was just, a proper fight. It was a proper fight. Thing is, so uh, Kennedy and Wright, they're almost playing as fullbacks <laughs> on top of the fullbacks. It showed, it showed you, it did a good job of showing you that in the sports scene, how incredibly deep they were. Because that was just. The joy seems to have gone out of St. Johnston, doesn't it? Like, well, there seems to be some sort of, like. Pl- there seemed to be a small indication in the Betfred Cup that they're maybe going to be a bit more exciting. Uh, they were playing with two wingers, four four two. Tony Watt was impressing. He's, he's he is an exciting player yeah. to watch, even when he's not on his game. You kind of thought, oh, St. Johnson might actually be worth it. And then Tommy Wright's like, no, nope, not for any of this when do you see this we're playing, we're playing the team we finished three points behind last season and we're just going to go all out defence oh it was uh, it was the fact that he's told Tony what right but we, I want you coming as a number nine you just, just concentrate on scoring goals <laughs> <laughs> not for well, you're going to be go. 60 yards away from everything yeah. we'll put you I forgot to tell you Tony you just got to do it literally on your own the thing is when they got the ball to him and they got it to his feet he held it in well he carried it well as he always does but he had to hold on to it for about 13 minutes before he got support. Because I, when I was writing, I watched the game on Alba and then I was writing uh, about each new signing and I couldn't remember anything Kennedy and uh, Dre Wright did, so I went on Wise Scout and all their, uh, if you go to all their actions from the game, most of them were defensive. <laughs> defensive position, defensive position of dual. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Oh, that was, he tried to change it, put Kerr into midfield afterwards and I think he came out and said that they looked a lot better when Kerr was in the field. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> they did not. I think it says a lot for St. Johnson as well. That uh, So we had Craig Anderson at the game saying that he thought that Stephen Anderson looked done. Uh, and then I went on the Perth Saints forum last night and had their man of the match voting. And Stephen Anderson had about 20-odd percent of the vote. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Craig Anderson thinks he's done (laughs) Johnson fans might not necessarily be disagreeing with that I just said we still our second best player (laughs) behind uh, Jason Kerr I think was the shout for the man of the match he just he's uh, he's, Anderson's just got no pace and he was I don't know if it was because of the Clark mistake uh, and Clark seemed he didn't want to uh, come out for balls or take the the ball at his feet so he was end up just panicking and just knocking balls out for throw-ins and corners Anything else to add? Kelly. Um, John, Jones. Oh yeah, Jones. Jones' second half performance. Night and day from his first half where he didn't yeah, really do anything. Yeah. But then second half he just turned it on and just absolutely ripped Comrie, a new one. Uh, incredible stuff. Go to our Twitter account if you want to see a, a, compil- a gift compilation of him torturing the poor man. The booking at the end was a nice touch. <laughs> <laughs> Head down. Like, God. <laughs> Get this over with, please. I like the look of uh, in, in Jolly. Yep. Yeah. And I like the fact that he got the name of the league right as well in his post-match interview. Oh, did he say Premiership? Yeah, he said Premiership. Oh, nice, nice. Can you teach half the people up here? No, probably that's too No, far. because many of them are ingrained in their... Um, Prejudice. SP illness. Yes. Uh, yeah, he, he looks... The good thing is he's different to Brophy, he's different to Erwin, he's different to, to Boyd. He's, he's, he's very pacey, uh, pacey powerful, but... He's got um, he's got something about him with the ball at his feet. Let's see the, the goals, crack and go. I'm looking up on you go. No, no, I was, I was I'm looking forward to a full season of Steve Clark chippiness because he started already on on uh, Saturday as well. Been like people said uh, he would struggle to score goals with Chris Boyd. <laughs> it's just like rolled them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> enjoyable, very enjoyable. I reckon he enjoy. He goes home and if he's if he's made uh, out of your squirm or feel like or sweat. 
he'll just be sitting there. That, that'll make him make go, 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 for, a, go for a glass of wine. <laughs> right, I think that's us. Decent time? Yep, decent time. Are we under? Yeah, well, we're right? just over 45, but that's fine. We're under an hour. We're in stoppage time. We're like an hour and 15 last week, we're supposed to be going for 45, so we're improving. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah, so if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can the usual ways, Twitter, Facebook, you can also find Instagram. us. Oh yeah, we're on Instagram. It's back, it's back. Baby. It's back, yep, Joel's back. wonder how long that's going to last for before he completely well, forgets about it. No, it's, it, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> got a content plan? No. No, not a content plan, didn't be that. I might come up with one though. Right, uh, there's also the email address which is terracepodcast at gmail.com and you can check out the website terracepodcast.net and if you'd like to hear any more you can also go and find us on Patreon patreon.com forward slash terracepodcast for as little as $2 a month there is hours and hours and hours of bonus content and we are going to talk about the first weekend of the lower league season on that right now we're going to do winners and losers from week one so if you have any interest in that Fire onto that, like I said, two dollars a month bargain. You can pay seven dollars a month as well, and you get a t-shirt and a cool and a fucking top-notch fanzine at the end of the season. Are we doing the fanzine again this season? Yeah, I can't think of anything better to do. And the fanzine was very good. Yeah, I I don't often blow our own trumpet or my own trumpet, but the fanzine was very, very good. Yes, quality writing. Just uh, humanist writing as well. uh, But yeah, the high point I think was uh, Rob's article about. what would be the perfect Scottish football band? And uh, David Milinkovic is a keyboardist. He has a mirror at the end of his keyboard. It was just perfect. Incredible. I can actually see it. I'd like to go see that band as yeah. well. John McGinn on drums is perfect. <laughs> right. Goodbye. Bye bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.